Welcome to the People of Packaging podcast, brought to you by Specrite. Specrite wants you to envision a world without waste. Join the movement at specrite.com backslash PKG. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the People of Packaging podcast. I am your host with the Holy Ghost, the packaging pastor, Adam Peak. And today I was able to sit down live. I'm here at Pack Expo. I'm in my hotel room getting this episode out because uh, it's still going on tomorrow. So if you're listening to this tomorrow, you can still go check out uh, Pack Size, go visit Steve. I'm joined by Steve Larson. Uh, he is the Vice President of Research and Development, Solution Design, and Customer Success. He was also a 2022 Utah Business 40 Under 40. We did not cover that, but I've got the internet, and so I just found that out here on LinkedIn. Anyway, it's a tremendous episode. We got to sit down and talk about all the innovations that they're seeing, some of the market demands, and what they're looking at in the future. So if you get a chance, go find Pack Size at the show, and if not, you know, connect up with Steve Larson, L-A-R. S-E-N on the LinkedIn's. So anyway, let's get to this episode here with Steve. All right, everyone. I am here at Pack Expo with a live interview. One of my favorite, this is literally one of my favorite companies. I've been following Pack Size for a while. Uh, if you haven't, please go back and listen to the interview I did with Hanko Kiesner, who's now, what's his official title? Chairman of the, Chairman of the board. Chairman yeah. of the board. It was weird because he was, I was like, what's your title? He's like, well, I'm CEO, but I'm transitioning to chairman of the board. And the, the first thing that was helping out was like, no, when is this going to happen? Like, we haven't announced that yet. I was like, I'll wait, I'll wait. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> the yeah. chairman of the board. Uh, and I just, I love your mission. I love your purpose. Uh, I, I love how you are making like corrugated boxes cool. You're putting yeah. the cool and cool again. That doesn't work. I won't say that. Cool and cooligated. Cooligated. It's not yeah. going to work. Yeah. It's it's okay. Uh, but I am joined here by Steve Larson coming all the way from the metropolis that is Kaysville, Utah uh, to, what are we, South Hall 3190? Correct. Okay. Yep. We got all the details out of the way. We're there. All right. Shout out to Alyssa for putting together this, uh, this interview. Uh, so Steve, why don't you introduce yourself to the people of packaging audience and talk about you told me your title, which is literally the longest title I've ever heard, so I need to hear all of it. Yeah, mostly it's made up. But um, no, <laughs> I, uh, I'm the Vice President of Research and Development, Customer Success, uh, Solutions Design, and Engineering. All of the things. All of the things. So you run the company. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, pretty close. How long have you been here? I've been at PackSize for five years. Okay. Um, in a variety of capacities. Um, PackSize's journey over the last couple of years has been a pretty interesting one. We... Uh, as we've we've gone from a batch focused manufacturing company into the the world of automation, we found a lot of needs that we didn't really have as a business. Um, we've learned about uh, the need to adapt for different customer demands. We've really learned and, and tried to bring the focus to um, how we go to market with our customer, how we service our customer. So we really where my role transitioned is is we started to build a program management function. That program management function was. Uh, aim to help us as execute better with large-scale, very complex integrations. Um, as our business has evolved, we've gone from a space of relatively simple batch operations with our EM7 technology to really advanced automation projects with our X7 or X-Series line. And the need for execution really radically has changed to help us deliver the needs of our customer. Does the X stand for execution? <laughs> 
Good question. Okay, okay. No, I don't know. All right, it's fine. It's fine. Well, how did you get into this? I, I always find it interesting because, like, I was a, like most people, an ordained Southern Baptist pastor who then uh, was pastoring a church and got into packaging. So a normal journey, right, like most people do. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, obviously, people have way different journeys into yeah. packaging. So what was your journey to yeah. pack size? So my, my journey is actually not not quite that extreme, but it, it is definitely coming from a totally different industry. Uh, I worked in banking for a long time. I worked at Goldman Sachs. I worked at Morgan Stanley. I came to PackSize actually working in a finance role doing capital budgeting and forecasting. I love the mission. Like you shared, I met Honko, met a lot of the, the leaders of the company and had never really met a mission-driven company that was quite like this that actually felt for real. Yeah. And uh, I joined PackSize in that capacity. I got tied into some of our large-scale deployments with large enterprise customers, and it, it led me down this path where I transitioned from a finance person, finance leader, into a, a you know totally different leader, totally different um, person in a lot of ways. But the but the side of it that I really enjoyed in that journey is I like engineering more than I thought, and. The thing that's probably more interesting is that boxes are much more complicated than anyone would ever realize. And the way that we're using boxes to transform supply chains and uh, things of that nature are really remarkable right now. Yeah. No, it's People think about this so simplistically, right? So you, you see a lot of the the sort of like brand shaming on TikTok or Instagram where it's like, hey, what's up, Target? You sent me this... Yeah. giant box with this small little thing of eyeliner in it. And and yeah, that they should be, right? I mean, I'm not saying that's that they shouldn't be, but at the same time, the complexity of like box printing, if any I mean most people don't get a chance to go to like a corrugated facility to see right. like how boxes are made. And it's wild. It mm -hmm. is a crazy process. I highly encourage anyone if you haven't been able to to go do it. And then the level of automation like you mentioned that you have brought to sort of the the last mile kind of product differentiation that I had never seen before before I saw pack size. Right. The idea that you could have these like pick and pack lines that are laying stuff out and then it's it's recognized as to the the length, width and depth and then a box is spit out down the line and just like marries together in yeah. wonderful harmony. I was like this is genius. And and I know that mission has been to really rid the world of over packaging right yeah. that to to drive real true sustainable change through lesser materials less freight yeah. less co2 emissions all that stuff so i i think i interviewed honko i want to say it was right like in 2020 oh wow so we'll fast forward a couple years yeah where is pack size today on this this grand vision this grand journey I mean, if we look at our customer profiles, our customer profiles have changed radically in the last few years. We've seen really rapid rise in the amount of e-commerce activity that's part of our business. We're seeing more demand for automation than ever before. We're seeing you know, the presence of robots really prominently. Companies like Locus and Gray Orange and others, we're finding ways to partner with them. But really what we're finding is that the industry as a whole wasn't ready for COVID. No one was, but what we're finding is that that was an acceleration catalyst to say, holy cow, there's more coming in this e-commerce industry and we need to adapt a lot faster than we are. And, and we found a, a really strong niche <coughs> and opportunity for us to fit in that space. So where we're seeing these products is we're seeing a lot more presence or prevalence of products that are goods to person, 
pick to box mm -hmm. uh, automating or really for me what I, I kind of characterize it characterize it as is eliminating uh, the decision of the person to choose what they pick into and and to direct their pick and pack process in a much more efficient way and for us you know we, we look at our top 10 customer profiles five years ago I had one e-commerce company in there we look at our top 10 now and it's six wow and it's because that that rapid acceleration and need for e-commerce applications is very high but where we're finding a place to fit in is we bring scale so if you manually pick and pack a box you can't scale very efficiently but if you can create a process that eliminates that that logic or that decision in choosing the package or you find another way to marry them together you can scale that much more efficiently and find applications for brownfield or greenfield projects that really drive you and your business to the next level that's so cool so what you're you're in innovation. I think that was one of your titles, right? Was sure. Something yeah. with innovation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, when you are when you're looking at innovating down the road, mm -hmm. obviously, I think it's re it's become really difficult for people to plan for five years today because right. there's this whiplash effect that's happened with COVID that a lot of brands are like, we're just trying to get our stuff out the door. Like they're still trying to catch up, and then you know, there's obviously like the economic forces that are driving, you know, recessionary forces and wars and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's, a, it's a time of uncertainty, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, but that still doesn't stop businesses from looking at the market out, you know, three to five years. So right. when you're innovating and you're looking out, what are some market demands that you're seeing today that you're like, oh, we see, like some stuff is happening yeah. either in automation or in e-commerce or whatever it is that is helping you make decisions today on new products that you might even be launching at the show. So there's a couple that I would highlight specifically. Goods to person picking, I think it's going to have a rapid rise in, in e-commerce for large scale businesses. Finding ways to direct boxes to pick and pack stations, I think it's going to become a very common trend that we see a lot more often. That's where you see these bot companies coming, you see ASRS technology more integrated with with the process. What is ARS? ASRS, it's yeah. Automated Storage and Retrieval Systems. Oh, okay, we're cool. We're seeing bin shelving and, and other, you know, tote retrieval systems or whatever we're gonna call them. You know, finding ways to marry those products to goods in a more efficient way to minimize the touch in warehouse facilities. It's gonna be a very popular theme. I think on, on the other side, um, we're seeing more opportunities to bring products closer to customers. So you look at a lot of large scale retailers, they have a very strong presence with stores and they can utilize that retail space to bring products closer to customer and minimize the amount of cost that comes with shipping, putting oh, it through right. a freight sorter. So, you know, for me, the, the number one trend that I'm following, right, or, you know, I guess looking at is ship from store. I think that's going to be a very large portion of companies' strategy and business in the coming years because the proximity to your customer is so good. I would say the last piece that I would look at is, um, I think we're going to see material change. So the RSC market, heavily dominated by 32C board. I, I see a future that looks a lot lighter. I think it looks a lot different. What we're seeing in the last few years is a shift from uh, e-commerce that was multis heavy, meaning more than one product per order, one, more than one line per order, to a lot more singles volume. And that comes with you know Walmart Plus, Amazon Prime, other, other services like that that don't incentivize you not to buy one tube of chapstick and then buy a stick of deodorant right, right after, right? What what we're looking at is I think that that's going to create a wave where we need to really revisit the type and composition of material to create more efficient means 
and bring the cost down in packing and shipping. That makes a ton of sense. So, uh, what? So I'm thinking about the store. The first one you talked about, yeah. and obviously that would be married with a, a change in materials. The, so the pack size units that I've seen mm -hmm. are there's a large footprint. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Where, like I, I show, I went to the facility and had a pair of sneakers that it, like in your demo facility, and it yeah. boxed up my custom the packaging X7. vans. Yeah. What was that one? The X7. The X7. Yep. Okay. So then. If, if I'm in a store, like my first job out of college was I worked at a Walgreens. I was the overnight assistant manager of a Walgreens, which was super fun. But where would I put a unit or store the packaging? Like how would I, how would I get the, the right size box to do the single unit shipping out of a store? Right. So um, the more automated machines, of course, take up a lot more space like you alluded to. We have a machine called the IQ Fusion. It's a, a much smaller footprint, uh, basically takes up maybe 10 feet by eight feet or something oh, okay. like that. It's not a tremendous amount of space. And it plugs into a traditional 110 outlet. So you can just plug it into a wall and run the machine. It's on casters to move around so you get the flexibility. It can produce boxes from eight by six by four to 30 by 20 by 20 on a range of board grades. That's, that's a great fit. But even with that, you know, some of the things that we're looking to advance is even the technology to eliminate the discretion in picking. So how do we even tell folks in a store to say, you know, make this on a pack size machine for an oversized item or, or something like that to select this envelope because it's the best fit for the product you're cubing. I think that we're, we're going to find ways to merge these two worlds together okay. where, you know, some of this may mean in the future, pack size may not even be making the box. Mm -hmm. We may be just dictating the sequence and structure of how the pack out process is performed. Got it. So, so really leaning into the technology along right. with the equipment. And, uh, and I think that's brilliant because that's really what's needed, right? Like you said, I've been in a lot of these automated lines and in the pick and pack lines. And it's really just the reason that these problems occur isn't because, you know, what in that example, like Target is like devious. And they're just like, yeah, we want to spend yeah. more money shipping products. <laughs> like they don't want that to happen. Yeah. It's just that the products are flying at someone who's, you know, who's making, you know, 15 bucks an hour. And they're just like, just get it out and go, right? Yes. Just grab it and go. And when you take away that decision, instead of like, okay, I got to grab this. It's like, okay, I already have this. And I put it in there. Right. Then, yeah, you, you light up a cubby and you say, choose this box. The person's not going to second guess that because what we see a lot when you go watch this manual pack out process is you know a person will receive the product um it's very prevalent in multi-items where they got to consolidate them and figure out how to tetris them they'll pull a box off the shelf they'll assemble it and tape it they'll try to put it in and realize it's two inches too small and so they default to one that's three sizes too oh, big right. because they're trying to find a way to make it fit like you said their kpi is not efficient packaging yeah their kpi is throughput, throughput. they want to push it out and so you know, again, for us, it's we can build machines with small footprints that fit in that type of facility or just even create software and workflows that enable them to, to make less decisions and choose the right order or match the order to the, the profile of the carton or container that needs to be used to ship it out. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Well, uh, besides having people fly to Salt Lake City and yeah. drive to Kaysville to <laughs> meet you at Barnes & Noble, yeah. uh, which is, I don't know why. Would be, I, would be great. Arby's would, is good, too. Arby's? Yeah, yeah Arby's. Yeah. There you I go. mean, wherever, right? There's, I think there's an in and out up there yeah, sure. in, in the area. Yeah. Uh, 
How would, how would people get to learn more about PackSize or connect up with you if they have any questions? I mean, I, we're, we, have a, we have a large sales team. Um, I, I think there's always an opportunity. I mean, if you're at the trade show, come by. If, if not, um, feel free to reach out to us, come to our website, check us out. There's a way that you can get engaged with us. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm always available on LinkedIn. I'm more than avail I'm more than willing to talk to any customer, or any person that has interest in learning about how you can use right size packaging to revolutionize your process flows in your facility or your, your company. Well, sales was not in your title, but it just might be in your future. I, I think it's in everyone's title. It's in everyone's title. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much yeah. for coming on the podcast, and uh, I will probably see you around Kaysville because, like I mentioned, I am up there quite a bit. So cool. I'll uh, I'll make sure to hit you up, and we can go to Arby's and get a what is it, roast beef classic I don't with, with cheese. I with don't know. Cheese. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thanks oh, so thank much. You. I really appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it. Hey, congrats! You made it to the end of the podcast. If you're looking for more great podcast material in the packaging industry, please check out Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors and the newly redesigned Package Unboxed with Avelio Matos. Go find them wherever you listened to this podcast. Thanks, everybody.